0: back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach for mental health professionals. So today is an epic day. If you have not seen on the number next to the podcast episode, we are on number 100. So that's right. I will be talking to you today about how I created my first 100 podcast episodes. I will be giving you a behind the scenes of what I had to do to put in place in terms of structure, help from my team that led me up to this point in December of 2020. And then I will close you out with giving you three tips as well. So to give you a little bit of behind the scenes, I want to take you back to March 3rd of 2020. March 3rd, I only had 14 podcast episodes published. I was doing approximately or recording one to two episodes per week, maybe. And I only had 136 downloads. That's right. I only had 136 podcast episodes heard. Okay. So what I decided to do in March, because if you have not been paying attention, I know that all of us have though, is that in March, something took us for a turn. And I'm not going to say for the worst because this turn actually boosted my business, boosted my mindset, and also boosted my mission for what I was doing in my business as being a therapist business coach. So I want to take you back to March 13th. That day is very significant to me because that is my son's birthday. He was turning two years of age. We were about to throw him a huge birthday party where I'm located. My home has the capacity for us to rent out a hall because we live in a resort style community. I actually did a podcast episode um, a couple of episodes back about being able to manifest my next level home and needless to say the party got canceled. Um, as far as the tone that was happening during that time back in March, we didn't find out the party was canceled until 5:45 p.m. And the office is closed at six. His party is supposed to happen the next day around 11 o'clock. Or we're supposed to go over there and prep. And then people would be arriving at two. So as you could imagine, I was pretty heated, hot, irritated, sad. And most of all, I had no control. But I realized during that moment how many other people feel like the way that I feel. They don't have control, especially when it comes down to not being able to control your ability to go back to your job, not being able to control like I did investing money and then unfortunately... You get some of your money back, but I don't get my decoration money back. I don't get the family time that I was promised, you know, for that weekend with my son back uh, because he has not seen a lot of those people who were supposed to come out to the party just because the era or the times that we live in. Okay, So what I decided to do during that time is honestly just observe and pay attention. And so some people were walking around saying 2020 is canceled. 2020 is not my year. 2020 sucks. And I was like, I'm not about to buy into this 2020 canceled. I do believe that every time something significant occurs in our universe, that this is our time to prove to ourselves what our true purpose is. And so I made a goal, specifically a SMART goal, and I wanted to make and record Up to 100, well, I wanted to hit the 100th mark. I wanted to do 100 podcast episodes specifically by December 31st, 2020. So, my specific goal was the amount of podcasts by the specific timeline. As far as the measurable, I already shared with you the numbers. So, what I end up doing is going to Google and looking up on that particular day. How many weeks are left in 2020? And Google will actually tell you that. They'll tell you how many days are left in this year, how many weeks are left in this year, everything. And so it gave me the amount of weeks. And then I divided that by how many podcast episodes were left from after me recording 14 episodes. And so then I had to look at the A and the R of the SMART goal method. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time. So specific was the specific goal of 100 podcast episodes. The measurable was me looking at my numbers and where I was at. The A and the R is attainable and realistic, meaning did I have the time to actually do this with the schedule that I currently have now? Is this realistic that I would actually be able to record three episodes a week to reach my 100 mark goal. And my goal was to actually complete them by the middle of December because once I actually plugged them into my calendar, even with time off, I recognized that I would actually be done around Thanksgiving. So this episode is actually being recorded on December 2nd, 2020. And the reason why I did not record it about 30 days ago, because honestly, I have been done because I batch record. I'll tell you about that in a second. I've been done recording up to the 98th podcast episode about two months ago. I just recently recorded the 99th podcast episode last week just because it was needed in terms of a follow-up from a workshop that I did online. So these three episodes were definitely doable. And of course, the time for the SMART goal was December 31st. Okay, so let's go into what really boosted my mindset and my energy. Okay, so what I decided to do is around my son's birthday, and of course, when Los Angeles went on a shutdown or a mandatory stay at home order back then, I made an Instagram post that got a lot of traction. And it said something to the effect of, you better not shut down your mental health business. It was in all caps, it was a graphic, just a quote. And then I put my two cents into the post and I got a lot of responses from mental health therapists that were excited to see that, motivated, but they didn't know where to start with their business because they also recognize during just even that short week or two that COVID shutdown first happened, they recognized that some of their jobs were not even that consistent and, or let's just say if they worked with children, what kind of therapy are you going to do when we don't even know what school is going to look like for these kids? Or what if you worked at a school and the school is shut down? What? do you do? And so after that Instagram post, I sat, I meditated, I journaled. And one thing that came out of my personal development time is that I moved up the Dope Therapist Academy launch that was supposed to occur July and August of 2020. I moved it up, you know, all the way up until May. Now, I actually started accepting new students as an early bird and I gave them a special deal um in terms of bonuses, but they were actually able to secure their spot back in March. And then on top of that, I recognized that These clinicians really want to brand and market their private practice. Some of them needed to redo the foundation of their practice because they weren't growing then to be able to scale later. So I created a four-week accelerated program because last year we did an eight-week program. So yes, these students, 16 women in various states all African-American, those were not requirements. It's just that's the group of students that I received in the program. But 16 students had miraculous results from the academy and they were in an accelerated program. So that also showed me that the information that I have to share is very valuable and I can't stop there. So now let me go into the three steps that took me to being able to reach the 100th podcast episode. So step one, I made a goal, which I just shared, and I made a goal to make a significant impact, okay? So I'm in the stage of my business where I'm beyond the growth stage. I'm actually in the scaling stage. I've been in the scaling stage for, I'm going to say, almost two years now. I am in the scaling stage in terms of my impact and what I want to do in the world in regards to mental health, community mental health, being an advocate to destigmatize mental health, especially for people of color. And then, of course, for my coaching programs, I really want to make an impact by Reaching as many therapists as possible because the things that I teach in all my programs, we are never taught this in graduate school, which is why I spend so much time doing a lot of master classes throughout the year and podcasts because clinicians don't understand how to invest in themselves, what the purpose is beyond paying for their degree and their licensure. So, impact came first, money as a blessing always came second. My goal again was to touch more lives. I recognized during this season that people's jobs were not promised, even as an essential mental health provider. And I just want to pause there. I want to tell you that if you are a therapist or you're in graduate school or you're studying for your licensing exam, you are an essential provider. I think what happens, and not to discredit them because they're doing a phenomenal job, but sometimes when we look at essential workers, we only look at medical providers in a physical hospital. And I want to turn everyone's attention to anyone who's serving people in the community. That can be the church, that can be the ministry or the pastor or the priest or the bishop in the church. That can be mental health providers. That can be teachers. That can be social workers. Okay. So I wanted to pause to let you know that you are an essential provider or whatever your title is, you are essential because you are continuously pouring into our communities to make sure that they stay afloat regardless of what's happening with you as well. Right? So a lot of clinicians, as I realized by talking to a couple of therapists during the season, their jobs were not um, safe. Okay. Also those who had already had a private practice saw a significant influx, meaning they three times or four times their caseload and, I would say that that's definitely a win and we're still in December in that ride. I still get my clients saying I can't take on any more people. I had my one-on-one client this morning actually tell me she has a wait list of 15 clients. What is the next step? And I say the next step is to hire yourself another therapist because we're helping her build out a group practice. Initially, we were helping her build out the administration side, but it's time where she needs to find another therapist. And so- Therapists actually didn't get time off during this season. We had to physically take it off and tell our clients we need to take a week off. But what happened when this era occurred is that everybody started to seek out mental health or I would say a good amount of people that probably would have never sought out mental health before. And that's why we saw an influx. And so I'm also gonna plug in another bonus and say mental health providers, take a break, sit down, do nothing, close your laptop, close your phone, okay, But beyond step one, I realized during this time that our business was not stopping. So step number one to hit my 100 podcast episode is I made a goal to make a significant impact. Step number two, is I learned how to structure my days more than what they were already structured because I I had a very good schedule but because I was primarily working I'm going to say 100% from home back in March I really had to get my schedule very structured in terms of me having a toddler upstairs because if he sees me he wants to cry, whine want me to pick him up and I literally would have to work in my office on purpose and lock myself in this room which meant that I decorated it during this time because I wanted to be you know feeling good in my space I recognize that I can't record a podcast every day. So, that's when I started to batch record. So, I chose Mondays as my record day. The way that I figured out what I was going to talk about came from a few areas. One of them is called content buckets, which I teach my elite coaching clients. Another way that I figured out what to talk about on my podcast is that I ask questions to my community on Instagram. Also, I recognized where my current clients were getting stuck. Maybe I thought about what came up in webinars or masterclasses or Zoom calls with clinicians, meaning they were asking questions while I was maybe talking about the Dope Therapist Academy, which is specifically about private practice. So I would wake up at five or 6 a.m., I would work out in my living room and then I would run downstairs fairly quickly, get my shake, get my tea, and record three podcast episodes literally within an hour. All of my podcast episodes were not, no more than 15, maximum 20 minutes. So I think the max that I did was maybe an hour and 15 minutes and then I would go upstairs, get dressed and then start my day. Step three, I had to record, edit and post my podcast. And so I had never, beyond maybe three episodes, I did not have a podcast show notes writer. During this season, I had two. I had one that I started with at the beginning of the year, Right around COVID, she was in New York and she was not able to write anymore. She literally disappeared. Um, Actually, I had three people. Then I had a copywriter, but I really wanted to utilize her for things on my sales pages, emails, and social media. Then I had another part-time assistant at that time and they all did a very good job. It's just due to either what I wanted to utilize them for and or maybe something conflicted with their schedule or some people disappeared off the face of the earth during this time, which I'm gonna say is it was pretty normal, is it didn't work out. And so I refuse to do it. I recognize that that takes too much brain power, and I really want to focus on creating content, not necessarily summarizing my content. So I found someone who's currently on my team. She joined our team a few months ago. Um, She'll hear this episode as she's creating the summary, but I found someone and she's awesome. She was a good fit with me and the assistant that I have currently now that I had back then too. And let me take you through the stages of editing because that was me writing the show notes. In terms of editing, I initially learned how to edit my own podcast. Then I taught my husband how to edit them. However, he no longer became available because I was home full time, not really leaving the home where my son would see me. And because two-year-olds, they get a little bit more needy. They go into their, I don't like to say terrible twos, but they go into a special stage. He had to spend more active time with my son while I was working, which meant that if I was on the computer, he couldn't be on the computer. Somebody had to be with the baby. So... I end up going back to editing them myself, but I figured out a system to edit them while I was recording. So, literally on my screen, I would pull up the intro, then I would put the cursor on GarageBand and press record. Then I would just drag the outro and then I would just delete the empty space in between, and there you go. And the great part about my podcast is that for the most part, they're pretty raw. And so, There was not much editing that needed to take place. However, I did realize, of course, over time and especially during the season that instead of me editing my podcast, I should be focusing on creating content for my clients and for my podcast. So my show notes writer actually told me that she hadn't learned how to edit podcasts. So I said, cool, I just recorded one. I'm going to upload it into our system check it out, edit it, and then let me know what happens. And after that, that's all she wrote, and it was good. I delegated it out. And so let me just recap the three steps. My first step was I made a goal to make a significant impact. My second step was that I structured my days to get things done. The third step was that I recorded, edited, and you know created the show notes, but I also had to delegate things out. Now, just to give you just a little bit more in-depth understanding of how huge my podcast has served my business to leverage other things that I offer throughout the year because I have not been hurting throughout this epidemic. My business has grown specifically because I am, as I know it, the only one that takes the approach that I have to coach mental health providers, to teach them what I teach them in the way that I deliver the information. Okay. So again, on March 3rd, I had 14 episodes, okay? I was only recording maybe two, more than likely one episode per week, if not every other week. In March of 2020, I only had 136 downloads. So these are my numbers as of December 2nd. I have a little bit over 7,000 total downloads. So from March until now, what is that? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, about nine to 10 months. It went from 136 to 7,038, to be exact, downloads. That is an increase of 1,992.8% of how many people have downloaded from the previous year, okay? In terms of who hears my podcast, this is just a few. Um, Of course, people in the USA, Canada, Australia, Ethiopia, Romania, South Africa, Russia, the UK, Ireland, Mexico, France. 74.8% of listeners come from Apple Podcasts. 3.6% 3.6 come directly from iTunes, which means that they're listening to it probably on their computer. 5.4% come from Spotify. And I imagine that the numbers will increase on Amazon as well because I just saw my podcast be listed on Amazon and Audible. So yes, I have grown. I am now on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Audible. And so I'm just super excited to be able to be a prime example that during quote unquote rough times, your business still can grow, but you have to make a smart goal. So if you want to learn more about branding your business, marketing your business, I would highly encourage you go check me out on Instagram. I have some awesome things that are happening. If you are not part of my email community and you want a free business checklist, head over to the link in the bio, Dope therapist. Service. Circle.com. And you will be able to put your name and email address in and then we'll give you immediate access via email to a business plan checklist as a mental health provider, just so that you can see what all goes into building a profitable business. If you are interested in any of my programs, whether it be the academy that teaches you how to build or rebuild your foundation for your private practice, we go over teaching you to build your five-year blueprint, AKA your business plan, reaching your ideal clients, automating your back office office systems, identifying your niche so that can turn into your expertise that turns into other streams of income and delegating things off your plate so that you can get your time back so that you can live an abundant lifestyle. You definitely want to get on my list so that you can be the first one to hear about what's actually going to be coming up this month. Because by the time that this podcast episode is aired, odds are something is about to drop. Because I'm doing something before Christmas and that's all I'll say. So save the date of December 15th because it's going down save the date for December 15th. But again, if you're not receiving my emails, you definitely want to get on my email list um, because they, depending on what it is, they will hear stuff way faster than Instagram because that's one of the perks of being part of my community. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. As usual, share with other therapists that you know need to hear this information. Take fast action with what you've heard today. Make yourself a goal, especially as we go into 2021. And I look forward to connecting with you also over on Instagram. Talk.